Hey and welcome to Startup oh, Start <laughs> one sec. <laughs> it's only been a week since our last episode. Come on. Hey and welcome to the Startup Diary Podcast. This is episode 153. And if this is the first time you've ever listened to the show. This is a bit of a journey for myself, documenting how we're building this business over here at Expert Trades, sharing all the highs, all the lows with my awesome co-host, Mr. Harrison Mudge. Holla for a dollar. <laughs> Very I've not said that in a long time. Uh, you really haven't. Um, so the goal of the show, if, if you are new, is uh, we've been building the business for about four years. We're VC funded. We've made so many mistakes along the way, and we're here to share those. But along that journey, we've met some great people, and today's show is another follow-up with Dan from the British Bearded Baby, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who we sort of got introduced to probably six to eight months ago now. Is that about right? Yeah, it's uh, time's flown by. Really uh, has. So, so Dan had an idea around producing organic beard oils. Got a fantastic brand that was all led from the fact that he was a, a new dad and been working on the business and it launched probably two weeks ago now. Probably two yep, weeks today, yep. actually, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Two weeks yeah. today. Yep, up in Liverpool. <laughs> what a night. Yeah, 3rd of, uh, of November. So Dan, we are literally just recovering from that night. Our wallets are just about there. Yeah. Actually, they won't be until the end of the month. Uh, but so what we do with Dan, Dan has been uh, submitting audio questions in. If you go back and listen to the back catalogue, you'll easily be able to find the British Bearded Baby one. So if you want to learn more about his journey, go listen to those. But what we'll do is we'll drop in Dan's audio clip now. And before we do, hopefully, if you are a regular listener to the show, is what's the difference, Harry? Well, hopefully we're well. Funnily enough, we're back on some better mics. We uh, we transitioned over to some lapel mics, mm-hmm. which made us more flexible in the location we could record. We say that, but we never but even caused, changed the location. <laughs> we just changed the seats, uh, but it just made it more effort on our end to uh, edit the show and quality of the audio and things like that. But so we, hopefully, we're going to see uh, a markedly better audio quality uh, just make sure you really get up on that mic when you're speaking as well um, i will do but the reason we changed it is we thought that one of the mic was broke and we thought we'd yeah. just use the lapel mics and we tested it and we're like let's get these mics out let's sort this out now i'm not happy um we tried it turns out it's just one of the xlr cables uh, and for everyone that is listening because we know that uh, in some of the groups that i'm part of people are starting podcasts the one that we're using now is the Audio Technica AT2020. Mm. If you like the sound of it, it's a really easy setup. So shall we get into dropping Dan in about now? Hey guys, it's Dan from the British Bearded Baby. So uh, I think this podcast might be, in my mind, or going into it, probably building it up here, is going to be the one of the most structure that I've done. Um, and that kind of going along the lines of this actual, uh, where this kind of uh, episode's going to go for you. So... Starting with structure, um, I've been toing and throwing with it since I've been doing this, trying to figure out how I can do what I've done. Um, and as of Thursday, um, got into work and I, uh, I'd been speaking with my my fiance the uh, the night before. Been speaking a few times, toing and throwing with different things. Um, but I uh, I spoke to my um manager and then called my area manager and uh as of Thursday I handed uh, a um verbal uh demotion. Um so what I'm doing is I'm gonna step down from my uh my number one role uh in the job that I'm at um and 
and step down to a shift leader so that I don't have the uh, the stress and worry of that, uh, which will free me up um, to put in a lot more time. I'll be a lot more flexible, um, whereas it can work more on my terms, uh, whereas at the minute it's working on theirs. Um, so it's two reasons for that. Obviously, one, it's going to give me more time to uh, I can work shifts around me so I don't have to work certain busy shifts when I'm just a shift leader. Um, so it frees up more time for me going out and doing stuff uh, with the British Bearded Baby. And two, um, whilst I've been doing this, my mind frame's just not been in my current job role. Um, and as much as it's a, a big drop in money, um, I can still afford to do it. Um, and it's not fair on the, the company or the business I work for now because uh, me being in a number one role isn't fair for them having somebody in that role when I'm just not committed to it. Um, this bare time that I've got that I should be throwing into growing sales for them is, it's gone. Um, my head's straight into my phone, I'm straight into my social media, I'm straight into messaging and wanting to contact people or reply to people to do with a British Bearded Baby instead of going uh, office-based stuff and growing sales for them. And it's not fair for them. Um, They've not done anything wrong um, towards myself. Uh, so, yeah, as of uh, Thursday, I handed that in. Um, I have told them that I will stay on uh, and give 110% or as much as I can commit myself to um, over the Christmas period. Obviously, I work in a kitchen, so it's a very busy period uh, for them to try and find new managers to take over. It's going to be, again, leaving them, uh, my, my French up shit creek, uh, without a paddle so I don't want to do that to them uh, so I've said to them that I will uh, pull them through the Christmas period and then uh, come January step down uh, and uh, yeah that's uh, gonna give me a lot more spare time to do this and then so that's then following on so over the Christmas period um, I've been trying to think how I can grow my sales um and obviously as a one-man team doing a full-time job uh i've been trying to figure out if i can get a sales team or how i can build a sales team behind myself with in all honestly no money um so i've been trying to think of how i can build a sales team without actually paying people a wage say so uh not slave labor or anything like that um and then literally in the same day, I had like four people uh, from the small community that we've got already message me about um, like ambassador roles. Um, so I've kind of took that as a, a a light switching on saying this needs to be addressed. Um, you need to come up with something ASAP. You've been thinking about this and to and fro in, but you've not actually had anything in place. Um, and I much as I've spoke about DMing and stuff, trying to get people to do um, influencer stuff or promotions, um, I hadn't thought about the simple idea of an ambassador role, um, which from what I can see from other bearded stuff seems to work. So what we've come up with, um, the proverbial we, um, is the ambassadors. So what they're going to get is they get two codes. Uh, 
I was going to wait till Ford was back, but uh, these guys keep messaging me saying that they want to go out and promote. Um, so I've managed to actually go on the, the website myself uh, and add the, the codes in myself. Uh, so I'm quite pleased with, with my uh, proud of myself being able to figure that one out. Uh, sorry, Ford, if I've messed anything up. I don't think I have. Um, so, yeah, uh, back to it. The codes. So... An ambassador will get two codes. Uh, one will be for personal use, and it'll be only uh, it'll be restricted to their email. So that gives them twenty percent discount as an ambassador off any product. Um, and that code they can use as and when they like, uh, as many times and as on as much as they, they like product wise. Um, so that's twenty percent for personal use, and then they get a promotional code that they can use over Instagram, Facebook, word of mouth, uh, friends, family kind of stuff. Uh, that gives anybody a 10% discount, uh, again, full range. Um, and, yeah, so th that's kind of a, a very simple, basic um, concept that everyone seems to have uh, really got behind and kind of jumped on board with. They they all seem to love it. Um, and what they're going to be doing is, obviously... Um, Posting over Instagram, tagging and hashtagging us. Um, and we have a community group that I'm about to uh, create tonight that they'll all be added to uh, where we'll be arranging meetups and charity events, stuff like that. So really creating a, a, a community behind them so they are getting something from it, uh, meeting up from things of just meeting up and general drinks and bearded chat to um, talking about any future events that we think we should be doing or uh, charity close to home or close to hearts um, within the group that we feel that we should uh, maybe raise for for a year or just stuff like that, bringing it more to together as a team. Uh, and obviously these guys then are incentivized with the discount code. Um, I forgot to mention the 10% discount code. Um, I have incentivized that a little bit more on the fact of every time somebody uses that 10% discount code, um, so every 10 people that they get to go through to the checkout, put their personalized 10% discount code in, then they are then eligible for a free product, um, just one oil or one balm. Um, so they're incentivized to in a way, as a sales team, without actually paying a wage uh, to go out and um, make sales. So I have sent an email out to everybody uh, with some T's and C's. Uh, obviously, they need to be respectable as uh, an ambassador and promote in the right way. Um, and I have also put in there that we obviously hold the, the right to withdraw their codes at any point if we feel that they're abusing them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's all good that way. Uh, so that's like a, a small sales team that I've built, uh, without doing that. I think we have seven people on board already. Um, and then the next thing from there, um, is going to be Christmas. So it's kind of, a a prime time stocking fillers. Uh, it's winter. Everyone starts growing a beard. It's, it's, perfect kind of a uh, location so now i'm looking at a, a marketing strategy 
Um, I feel very not home when I'm talking about this kind of stuff, um, knowing what a marketing strategy is. So when doing Facebook ads, um, a prime example is I was doing one, uh, just a test run on something, and my fiance asked me what it was, and I said, I'm running an ad, and she was like, what's that mean? And I explained, obviously, you can target certain areas certain people people that buy in a certain way or spend a certain amount or look at uh certain clicks and she was like is that why i always get discounted baby stuff come up on my facebook feed which yeah obviously she's clicked on that so that's that's the way that it works um which then made me uh lean towards in the back of my head another little online moment was uh i'm gonna try running a um marketing or a promotion on uh, Facebook over the Christmas, well, towards the end of November. Uh, I believe the last week in November is supposed to be when people start spending money for Christmas or the most money. Uh, I'm going to run it against um, women. Uh, I've been targeting male uh, kind of market, which is obviously goes without saying, but never thought about the uh, the female side. So I'm going to run a market on f- uh, an advert on Facebook against um, new mums. Um, so run a an advert against new or newly. Uh, I don't even know the word for it. Uh, women that have just become um, new mums and uh, run some form of a ad about their partner, their husband, or anything like that. Um, get him a stocking filler for Christmas, bearded baby. believe the baby, organic and natural and safe side, should uh, should ring home to uh, a lot more people. Um, and if not, uh, we all know that women mainly wear the trousers in the relationship, so if they, uh, they like to smell of lavender and rosemary, then uh, looks like Christmas is going to be all about the night tonic. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. That's just something that I'm trying to put a bit more kind of, as I said, strategy and kind of uh, structure in place. So yeah, that's it. I'm going to leave that there. Um, I can't believe that I've decided to take the big step. Uh, it, again, I'm still doing my other job full time, but it's a, a massive move. Uh, it's a very, very dangerous <laughs> I don't I don't know dangerous the right word but uh step monetary wise uh on a personal side to be stepping down but it's gonna hopefully give me the freedom to be able to go completely gung ho at this and uh that's what it needs. Cheers guys. And we are back. As if by magic every time. It Power gets me. of editing. Because it throws me out a little bit because what we do when we do this is we don't listen to Dan's bit then. We've already listened to it mm. uh, and made a couple of notes some of the stuff that me and Harry found interesting. So the first thing is obviously the fact that he is stepping down. You're looking at me as if I need to get closer to the mic. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm just Okay, cool. You. You've got... I was just, just like, thinking of the, uh, the weird conversations we have that don't make it on the show. Oh well, yeah, but while, some while, of those... While they're listening to Dan, we're just having a bit of back Exactly. Uh, so... Oh, do you mean literally the bit that we just did in between there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, as if we feel like we can't just go straight into it. Um, So the first thing I want to cover off, Harry, is Dan stepping down. 
Like, yeah. that I thought a, when he was, when he was getting same. to it, I thought, oh my God, is he going to quit his job straight away? I mean, I would have, I'd have been like, would have, would have, would have been, but I would have been so worried for him. Yeah. Especially with the new kid and bits like that and mm. just the commitments. Unless he's been having some real good numbers that says, let's. <laughs> no, but to be honest, even two weeks in, because if, if you've built up a lot of hype, you might get a spike. So if you're in okay. that similar boat and you all of a sudden you get a spike and you go, wow, the, the first two weeks revenue, I can live off this. It's a launch. Like things mm. happen around launches that are very unusual. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. So so just to recap what Dan's done, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is he's got a more of a senior role at his current job and he's taken yeah. a step down, lower salary, but less stress. Yeah, so he, as f- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, um, on the next audio, <laughs> but I believe he's kitchen manager. Yep. So like number one, he's running the whole thing. Uh, everyone looks to him. Uh, a lot of pressure on his shoulders, um, which is great. Yep. It's a great role to be in. Um, but if you're trying to run... <laughs> Another business on the side is distracting. He's like you said, he's already distracted. Um, so we'd like to step down to shift manager. Did you say? Yeah, I think, yeah. He said yep. shift manager. Um, so just making that move, I think that's really smart because obviously he's taken a he's taken a a cut in his salary, but he's he's mm. sort of been really logical about it and said, take a step back. What money do I need, and how can I how can I like re- get more time to work on the business? He's obviously said, well, if I just change my job in the same company. Um, I'm not gonna have the stress that comes with managing people, uh, and it gives me the money I need to focus on the business. So I really, really admire what he's done there. I never even thought about that, to be honest. Uh, and I, uh, I made a note here next to it. It says um, he wants to be fair in his current employer. A lot of respect for the guy about yeah. that. <laughs> My actual note next to it says wants to be fair in his current employer. Better man than me, because <laughs> <laughs> because where back in the day when I started uh, Expert Trades is. So my, my role was being an area sales manager. So I had to make like four or five appointments a day to help generate sales in the areas. But what I did is I just spent all my time, rather than being in a, in a branch selling the materials, I spent my time training staff members mm. to sell my materials for me. Smart. So it, it meant a little bit more legwork because I knew design and bits like that. I'd make my own leaflets to give to the branch managers compared to the leaflets they wanted me to give to punters walking in. So I did all that wow. stuff. Uh, but what it resulted in me doing is my numbers continued to grow while I was at home building the business. And I suppose I, when I say better than me, I was still hitting my KPIs and I was still delivering value <laughs> to the business. But being honest, I spent so much of that time sort of having those people do my work for me while I could build the business. And that's the little hack that I did, but fair play to Danny. Tim like, Ferriss style hack there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the least I can do to yield the, the biggest most re- exactly. Um So really, really cool uh, idea from Dan. And he, he mentioned something at the very end and that we'll cover off everything in between, but he, he feels like it was a, potentially a dangerous move but I've just made a quick note next to it which relates to him stepping down and because he's been really honest with his employer like there's no bridges that have been burned mm, like, yeah, yeah. like whatever <laughs> happens happens and he will always be able to go back to those senior people in the company that he's gone to and explained his decision they have a load of respect from at yeah. that point um, so no matter what he does he'll always have opportunities there because he hasn't burnt the bridges and I'm a massive massive believer in not burning bridges yeah, that was you took the words out of my mouth. Eh? The the respect you gain from just being open and honest and saying like I'm, it just there's no bad blood then. So like they're not thinking why is he stepping down? Is he going to be leaving soon? But yeah, that yeah, it's nothing but a good thing. The worst thing that he sees is like the, his manager sees that he's distracted, and yeah. then all of a sudden they bring him in and have an awkward conversation. He's really tackled that head on. Um, so that's cool. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, sales team. Yeah. So he, he talks about uh, building the sales team. 
Um, you'll probably know this more than me. And I don't really, we don't really, as a company, we don't do anything with ambassadors because um, we're thinking about doing stuff about referrals, but we don't do the ambassadors. How does the, the fitness space, because it just feels like it's all ambassador selling. So with with, um, with that sort of space, uh, it, that industry is very driven by social media. Instagram is a, is a big one. So mm -hmm. the idea of ambassador is uh, it really works because if someone's got a huge following, um, product placement is key. So if if they people will reach out to you if you've got a following already, it's like, hey, do you want to jump on board and be an ambassador for this brand? Someone someone reached out to me actually way back, um, but I just didn't like the way the way they went about it. Um, okay. They could because they didn't go in with the ambassador approach to start with. They kind of led in saying, oh my god, we're, we're a big fan. Um, uh, Felt like they were being fake with you. Yeah, they were, they basically blew smoke blow blue. Bleh. They blew smoke <laughs> up my ass, uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, then to turn around and go, so we can get you in at bronze level, which gives you five percent discount on all being an ambassador. And it's like, well, I didn't kind of. I didn't reach out. I've never heard of you before. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. You reached out to me. Um, it just, yeah, giving, I just didn't like their approach. But, they're still making money on you at the end of the day. Yeah, like um, significantly. So they just kind of they beat around the bush the wrong way. But the idea is there a of, correct way to beat around the bush? <laughs> there's there's approaches, techniques, and styles. Straight through the bush. <laughs> just cut straight through to the uh, the weeds. With, uh, <laughs> but like for for example, if there's a brand that you like and follow already, uh, and there was an opportunity for you to be an ambassador, mm -hmm. you, it's going to be a no brainer. Like if if for example, uh, supplements I get, I go. F for Go Nutrition, mm -hmm. if there was a way, if you're going to plug get, your discount code, no, no, <laughs> you can get yours there. there. No, but if if there was a way for me to save five, even five percent, I because I already use them quite a lot, it would be beneficial to me anyway, and I I happily promote their brand anyway. If someone ever asks me that question, so I think one thing that's purely because I'm a fan. I think one thing that you've touched base on here, which is really interesting, is you can't go from zero to ambassador, which mm. is what it feels like the first person made the mistake with because you yeah. weren't using the brand. So like Dan's job, to tie it back into Dan, is finding people that you already know who love the product yeah. and then building a relationship with them and then convert them into ambassadors compared exactly. to just finding someone with a... Because that's the difference, like you said, is one is product placement, which they don't even need to know the product that well. Mm -hmm. They'll just put it in something and raise awareness, like just a banner ad sort of yeah. thing. And, and, and anyone's happy to, to do that product if you get placement paid. if you're going to get paid for exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and then, so product placement, one thing, completely separate and different mindset to creating an ambassador network, we'll call mm. it. Um, so Dan's job is finding the people that already love his brand. Um, one, supporting them, but probably two, also helping them build their following because the more that Dan does to help them, he'll have the knock-on effect of having yeah. his brand put in front of more people. One thing that I was just thinking about with the fitness side is obviously with Richard at Gymshark. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to speak to him about that because he might have some insights regarding what those guys did. Uh, because Richard's coming up. Uh, firstly, if you're listening to this, really, really looking yeah. forward to meeting you, Richard. Um, and it's I'm, gonna be a good show. I'm gonna try and sap as much information out of you <laughs> as physically possible because that's what I do. Um, looking forward to it. But it'll be one thing to, to tackle him with because he'll probably have some insights mm. on what Gymshark did. Um, cool. So we're talking about the ambassador. So how is it that he's making it work? What's the so the mechanism is like also oh, how is his how's, ambassador yeah, set up? So he said uh, ambassadors get twenty percent off the entire range. Yeah, uh, a personal code of theirs, uh, and then they get a unique code to share out, which is ten percent. Okay, so what he's going to be able to, so the ambassador feels good because they're getting a discount, mm -hmm. and he's going to be able to track the ambassadors 
success yeah, yeah. because unique I have a unique code. So that's, uh, that makes more sense now uh, because I made some notes about milestones. I literally wrote milestones, gamification, and leaderboard. So trying to work out like how does he... Like I think the, the way that he does really well with this is by creating the community of ambassadors rather than having them as individual salespeople that go and fend for themselves sort of attitude is helping them come together, connecting them with each other so they feel more like part of the family, the British Bearded Baby family. Um, because then one will get onto the milestones afterwards. But if he can gamify it in terms of like the person who gets the most uh, purchases through their code gets X, like it might be a t-shirt, might be a snapback, might be just something simple. But I like the idea of bringing people together having them share best practice, what's working, and rather than having it as in, independent. And I'm just taking my experience from working in a sales team as my old boss, what he used to do is rather than have us like fight to be uh, like, yes, we were very competitive because we were salespeople, but he created like this culture between us, which meant if I found something that was working, I'd share it with the rest of my sales mm-hmm. guys because there was, yes, I want to be the top of the leaderboard, but there were rewards in place for when the team does well. Yeah. So I think there's something, I don't know how it directly relates to them, but I think there's something that he could do um, and even if it's creating like a Slack chat or creating like a Facebook messenger group between his ambassadors to just make sure that they, they always feel motivated and feel part of it compared to here's your code, go sell for me, which is just transactional. The thing that we've learned with expert trades is people don't want to be transactional with a the brand they love. They yeah. just want to help you. So the, the money they get or the reward should be a byproduct, not the actual focus, in my opinion. Um, milestones, like if he gives someone 20% off and they're an ambassador, I know he said like you need to res- respect the brand but I think he also needs to have certain milestones of like, and you also need to bring, maybe you can't go as direct as, and you need to bring me an X amount of business, but he can put, because the ambassador's out of control of that. Like he can't, he can't drive that, but he can yeah, control. You could, you could put like a, a minimum, I guess, like a, a minimum goal to achieve or what, because if, if it, there's no point in someone sitting on a 20% discount code. And doing nothing with it. I think the, I think the key thing is the thing that that, let's just take a, a guy I'm just going to be really generic here a guy with a beard who's got 10,000 followers as an ambassador John. call him John John the, John the beard um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool nickname um, but we don't want John sitting on his code and just enjoying 20% off he can't directly control how many people buy but one thing he can control is how many times he posts and talks about the brand mm. so I think Dan should think about stuff like and when you're an ambassador because you get 20% off on all the product range is we expect you to at least talk about the brand X number of times yeah. and when you do tag us in on Instagram for example because that I think they just need some accountability so what he doesn't want is people just taking him for a free ride and I know that Dan's built some really loyal guys up and he'll only be working with people that are loyal but I think that's just something to, to keep in mind yeah he did uh, he did say that he's got T's and C's uh, or however he phrased it that there it, he reserves the right to it back at any time and take the 20% off them so if there is any case of abusing the code uh, mm-hmm. or like you say using the code but not having any output that's benefiting Dan mm-hmm. uh, he can just pull it out so he's got a bit of a get out clause which is fair play yeah exactly uh, and just little things that when you just mentioned that is that guy's got 20% off and his 10% off I believe is for like friends family and following yeah. did he say that the 20% off was just for him 20, the, yeah the 20% off is just for him and it's associated to the ambassador's email as well so there's no way hopefully there's no way you can kind of game that cool so uh unless you're buying it for him but that's that's what i was going to say is it's not a problem now but just to keep in mind is if this thing if this thing scales hundreds of beard products hundreds of beard products all the shipping address is different to to the majority of them um 
so I just I, I think that's the way that you work it out and I'm not saying it's an issue now but uh, just the way that I operate I just like to think yeah. about stuff like that but it'll, it'll be able to track it though it'll, yeah it'll, it'll, people will always try and game the system yeah. eventually uh, but that's that won't happen early on because you'll have loyal people but as he grows and scales and as new people come into the brand there'll be ways that they can game it but if they are gaming it, it means that they want the product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a re- again good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, mentioned the end of November being the time. Dan, it's Black Friday. One thing that we do, mate, is um, we always run a Black Friday deal on our website package. Uh, the key thing is is the lesson that we've learnt. Every year we used to just push the deal out on Black Friday, and people that's the first time they'd know about it. Um, and we're actually we're actually going to do a show probably um, that goes live next week or the week after talking about the the different process we did this time about generating awareness about black friday deal um i mean go back and listen to the um going on offense episode exactly perfect example of being on defense defense and just all reactionary all the time oh my god it's black friday today push out a deal because that's what we've (laughs) we've done Uh, promo promo exactly so we we've uh we've actually warmed people up built a dedicated landing page and driven people to that uh which is cool um uh, and we'll talk about that how we're going to do 5k in a day that's that's what we've got flying around the office Mm -hmm. and that's the goal but we'll talk about that further on but Hopefully, Dan, we're going to get this episode up for you today, which uh, or tomorrow. No, it's Friday. We'll get this up. I'll today. get I'll get it up today because we've starved our audience. We've been working episode. on the audio. We've been waiting for the cables. Yeah, it's, uh, Hopefully, it's buttery smooth and it's yeah. enjoyable. Um, but, but Dan, but Dan, uh, think about Black Friday uh, and think about how you can uh, build some awareness. Potentially, use your email list. Um, I know Matt's back early next week. I know that he's extremely busy with the amount of stuff that I'm going to throw at him, but try and work out how you can warm people up to a Black Friday deal. Mm. But the key thing is, mate, is with a Black Friday deal, it needs to be really special. It needs to be special. Uh, What you can't do is just do another 10% off. It needs to be extremely valuable, and you should use it as an opportunity to think about uh, getting a rush of sales and, more importantly, getting data because you've got the luxury of having a product that is repeat purchase. So don't lose money on it. Uh, build a campaign, run it on social, get people into your email list or, or, or ready to buy. And then the job is once they buy, and even if you break even on them after you've paid for the, the advertising, is remarket to them and then uh, and then make money off them with a lifetime value compared to just on that first sale. Yeah. Um, Black Friday is known for ridiculous deals. Mm-hmm. Um, so dropping your price lower than you'll probably ever promote it at a discount in the future is acceptable because people people associate Black Friday with a one chance kind of thing what I have noticed is Black Friday is now black two weeks it's expanding isn't it yeah it's really expanding literally this morning I got an email saying Amazon Black Friday has started now I got an email uh, from Curry's PC World saying why wait till Black Friday get Black Friday (laughs) I'm like because that's the time but as you said it's a really good point what you highlighted is people are always scared to discount because they don't want to devalue the brand but the one time you can really get away with it without actually devaluing the brand and just looking like a killer deal is on Black Friday because it's got that that tag associated to it Um, and the next thing I did was just the advert on Facebook for new mums I just thought that was interesting it's a a, a different one yeah you always um, whenever you talk about Facebook uh, marketing um that's something that I always hear you repeat. It's like you always ask, "Who is your customer? Like, how, like their age range, gender, like where do they shop? Do they mm-hmm. it, like all these things have an effect on the type of person you're marketing to?" And the fact that he's, it's great to hear him finally come to that conclusion. Like, I'm, I've got a product for guys, but it's like with aftershave. Normally, it's the partner that buys a, buys the perfume or the aftershave for yep. the other partner. Gift experience, yep. exactly. So like the 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 
the woman or the mother in this case is a perfect example because it's the exact scenario that he built this brand for. 100%. And he, and he can use some of the images that he's got with him and his baby because yeah. and being really, really specific. The way that he really drives this, this as high value and high engagement is being really, really specific mm. because what he's actually speaking to is uh, a new mom who's uh, married to or engaged or in a relationship with a guy with a beard and it needs to be make sure your fella's beard is the good stuff sort of thing mm. because it's going to touch your new baby because every mum is obsessed at this point with everything that goes near their baby. They, they It has, like, regardless of price, price is irrelevant at that point. Trust me, there's a weird switch. I ain't going to be really generalistic. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll stay back, but there's a weird switch that goes on. And, like, uh, once you've had a new kid, it's as if price tags don't exist. Mm. Uh, and that's why guilt trips and stuff come in. I'm, I'm really relaying my own experience into this, right? <laughs> I can see, I can see that little <laughs> the pain. Bit of pain I'm just going to hold it uh, back. Adam, just to put back. you on the spot on this one, because I am kind yeah. of interested in how Dan's going to do it. Is how would you or what parameters is targeting? Is how would you target those new mums on Facebook? Is there like, <laughs> it's not an age range, is it? Um, is it is it interests and likes that they already have? It's, is there an increase in mother care like? likes on the page or something like that so one bang on in terms of uh in targeting basic basic interest targeting will be interesting because like mother care finding similar brands that potentially relate to his brand in terms of a organic point of view Mm. uh, which would be a niche audience but it'll be really difficult to target them as new mums um there's a status on facebook um which is we don't use it because it's not relevant for our business but i know it's there around relationship um so like uh you can have like brothers mums and bits like that i'm not sure how i'm not sure how accurate it is in terms of like new mum like how old the kid is but there's there's certain demo things in the interest targeting dan should at least look and dig into um but the key thing is for this is let's just say that's uh not there you can't get as precise he wants he needs to run adverts uh against um those sort of pages that he's interested in he needs to put like a video ad up at least talking about the brand or like a slideshow-esque video where people can track the views. Because what you can do is, as he runs the video ads, is the people that have highly engaged with the video ads, he can then create a custom audience off those people. So you can say, show, create an audience of the people that have watched 75% of my video. And then what he needs to do is then create a lookalike audience off those people. So bear with me. Let's say he shows it to 1,000 people and only 50 people uh, watch the ad all the way through. So he knows those 50 people, there was something in there that they're really engaged with. So then what he does, he takes those 50 people and asks Facebook to create a lookalike audience. So then Facebook looks at those interests, those targeting, wow. that demo, okay. and then will give you a list 10 to 100 times bigger. And that's 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 the goal. Uh, so we've just recently done that and we'll cover it off in our Black Friday. If, th- if this stuff is interesting to you mm. as, as a listener, um, check out our Black Friday deal because we're going to talk about how we've taken our 200 customers and built lists off the back of that through Facebook um, and then using that to market our Black Friday deal and, and that sales process. Um, but that's probably what I'd do. Um, or uh, the trouble is, is all his all his customers to date are male. Like he hasn't got like a subset of customers. Yeah. Once he's And that's the key thing that I want to drive into is once he's got an understanding of his customers uh, and he segments his list to understand who they are, and it will be manually to start with, because he's, he's probably not asking Mr. Mrs. at the checkout, don't know. 
so when he gets his customers, he should export them and then look at the name. And if it's a female, put misses in front of it or miss, just so he can then segment it. So when he uses it later on, he can then use that for really, really smart marketing on Facebook compared to just very generalistic. Thank you for answering my question, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, mate. There's nothing else on my list. Is there anything else you got to add? No, uh, just great to hear that he's um, he's making some bold steps, but he's, he's, I, I can't believe this is all come from just some random guy listening to the show I'm reaching well, out listening to two random guys yeah exactly and then we meet him product launch and here we are now just product launch was amazing like uh, really really enjoyed that um, um one thing that I'm, I'm keen to know and this is a question for you dan um and you better listen to this far <laughs> if you don't answer this i'm gonna know you don't listen um is i'm, I'm trying to get an understanding of what your degree of openness is going to be around this because the key thing that i think the listeners are going to want to hear is we don't care necessarily about revenue but turnover uh, and turnover but like just volume so like is he selling one unit a week is he selling one unit a month and then we need to map that out and see what's working because you being on the show is an absolutely fantastic opportunity for people to understand just how hard building a business is because all we see is the unicorns the billion dollar valuations but the stuff that you're doing is a real business and like the backbone of what majority of entrepreneurs want to do um and just sharing with them what because in three years time we know you're going to be successful but i want people to see that journey and not just be come on in three years and say cool i'm full-time i bought a new house i've got 20 staff whatever it is we need to document that journey through mate so i want to send in the next message or, or drop me a dm or harry a message in terms of like what we can share on the show moving forward because i think as a as an update that's what the people want to listen to yeah it'd be great how can they get in touch adam the gram startup diary boom is email that, is that right uh no it isn't actually <laughs> it is let's rewind that startup podcast on instagram startup uh, podcast you yeah. can email me harrison at experttrades.com uh we get plenty of questions uh, and we'd love to hear your stories. Just keep it rolling. Cool. So we've, we've had a couple of people reach out, uh, some people that have got some interesting startups, um, some people that are actually expanding overseas is one of the guys yeah. uh, that are looking to come onto the show, which is cool. Got a bunch of listener questions lined up. Um, if we could ask a huge favor, um, we've got like 20-ish reviews because we never really asked for them. Uh, but if you've got this far on the show, uh, one thing we're going to start doing is it's just throwing some shout outs uh, for those of you that have taken the time to go into iTunes and leave us a review and the reason it matters to us is we don't do this show for any other reason than to help listeners so the more listeners that we have the more motivated we really simply are um, and you can say oh there's there's a couple of ads in the show but we deploy all that into like the equipment yeah. uh, and bits like that to try and keep improving the show because um, trust me it's uh, it's pennies <laughs> um, yeah. in the big scheme of yeah, things we're, we're not Tim Ferriss just yet so, so uh, if you could do us a huge favour and go and uh, leave us a review it's super simple um, head over to iTunes leave the podcast a review and just let us know in that exactly why you listen and where you get the value and uh, yeah uh, we'll definitely be throwing some shout outs uh, and huge appreciation for those guys that help us share the show um, anything else mate have a great weekend everyone have a good weekend speak to you soon